Good evening to you all. Trust you had a phenomenal Sunday. This is the day that the Lord has made and we must rejoice and be glad in it. Now you have discovered on your life journey. There's times that you cannot be moved by what you feel, what you hear and what you see. But only trust the God of life. Now, this morning we spoke on phenomenal stuff and oh my word, I was so long sharing more than an hour because there's an urgency in my heart to see that people will move from nothing to do something effective on the face of the earth. Now this morning we spoke on the, the subject still for August, let thy will be done. Somebody say, God, let your will be done. That's one of the most phenomenal prayers. Now, Paul was addressing, and tonight I'm going to speak to you because since you said, let thy will be done, here I am, and everything God has in store for you. What is the to go deeper, grow higher, and become more powerful according to the word of God? Now, this is the thing that Paul tells us because I've learned in my short journey with God and I'm serving God since 1969 when I gave my heart to the Lord in a, in a home that was not my in-laws at that time. I was still 13 years old, but it was a Pentecostal group that I went to. I mean, crazy. I've never been with, you know, buns and no makeup and <laughs> all these kind of stories. But that night I discover either we can live life according to what we think or we can live life according to the great grand design. Now this morning we stop with the four strategies, the weapons that the enemy will use against you. To get you sidetracked, he wants to derail God's purpose for your life. And he doesn't care with what weapons he fight, but it works with in your mind and the speed of a thought. Now, tonight we need to understand and you need to make it out for yourself for August. Purpose is higher than plans. I was a master plan maker. Now, I know you, you, you were there. I could make plans. If plan A is not working, I had a long list of plans just to discover God's just got one plan. And that's a plan A. That's where I was sharing this morning when I took a calling to Mariental in Southwest Africa in the 80s. And then God said, what do you think you're doing here? Oh, my word. And here I'm sitting in the town that I've been called to. For 41 years. Can you imagine? It's a lifetime. This November it will be 41 years. Now, I want to help you to understand or going in 41 years. Because purpose, in Afrikaans we say dul. Purpose of our life is far greater than just exist. I said this morning, God could have. He could have. He, 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 he doesn't need us he wanted us that's the difference he could have chosen angels 
that doesn't argue with him, that doesn't reason with him, that doesn't fight with him, that doesn't go on emotional and temper tantrums. He could have chosen angels. But in God's phenomenal mind, in his phenomenal planning, he decided to choose you and me. Isn't that amazing? Because he wants us. He needs us. He loves us. And that's the great thing about God and you. Now, I want to encourage you because we have three things that needs to be established every day of your life. I made mention this morning that on Wednesday I'll be doing the funeral of a young man, 38, brain cancer. Thursday I'll do Pastor Nikki's funeral. Uh, she died of uh, another type of cancer. This afternoon, Brother Jan's daughter passed away because of the condition that's in the nation. Young. Time is the most valuable commodity you have. Not diamond, gold, or jewelry. Not cars, not... No, no, no. Time. You can never buy back yesterday. And it's how you live right now and what you make with your time this very moment. There's an urge because I realize how quick time can pass me. Come on, people. We're nearly at the end of the eighth month of 2020. Been 150 days in lockdown. Oh, my word. But listen, if you, you were made by God for God, say, I have been created by God for God. First for God and then for people. Because if I don't understand this reality, I will live in la-la land. And there's a lot of people living in la-la land and never, somebody once said, the tragedy of life is not death. It's to live your whole life and never fulfilled what you were designed for. That's scary. Very scary. Now, I'm going to give you certain things to understand because until you understand what is God's plan for your life, you will, life will never make sense. You will live a haphazard journey. You will make changes all the time. You'll change jobs. You change careers. You change relationships, you change churches, you change everything, even your spouse and think the other one is going to be better. No, it looks better, but you forgot the manure is more on that side because until to fill this vacuum in your heart, this emptiness, we keep on chasing something while God said the only thing that can you or that you can live to fulfill what you were designed for is the one that created you. He understand completely the why, the what, the where, the when, and the how. And all those five things, I sometimes counsel people and I, before they make great decisions, and I say, let's work on that. And while I'm doing the W's and they say, no, 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 I, I know that. I know that. I, and I know, oh, my word, you're going to see your heels without a mirror 
because you're not allowed for wisdom to come in. Now, I'm not saying any person and two, three witness, every word will remain standing. And I've seen people who listen and who became great and excel and do mighty things on the face of the earth for the kingdom of God. And I've seen people nosedive because in wise words lies the ability that we can think like God, act like him in the sense, and I'll explain that, because God placed you on the face of the earth as his representative, as a changing agent, as a history maker, a planet shaker, an atmosphere changer, and a world changer. Now listen, this is the thing. When you live and you don't understand what's the meaning of life, you live with plans and not with purpose. (laughs) And then we go to the next extreme. We do it our way. Do you know, after all these years and until 2013, I've preached in thousands of churches. I've preached in different countries of the world. I've, I've been wherever, preaching this nation. And then suddenly I discovered that night when God touched my life in 2013, June the 5th. I know nothing. I had a lot of ideas up here and I have a lot of plans. But it's until we move back into the purposes of God to live a life that gives you direction, satisfaction, because the author says, in him we live, we move and have our being. Now, this is phenomenal. That's why August is important. Somebody say, the month of August is important. It's God's master plan. A master plan means it's the blueprint. There cannot be another plan. Any other plan than the master plan is a fake, is an imitation. It's something not real. And that's why, <laughs> why Solomon says, many other plans in a man's heart. But it's only God's purposes that will prevail. Last week in scripture, I use, he says, there's a way that seems right. But the end of that thought, the end of that idea. Now, how many ideas did you try and didn't work out and you think it was God and it was not God? He says, at the end of that thought, the end of that idea, it leads to nothing. It leads to death. It leads to absolutely zero. God never called you to be a zero. He called you to be a hero on the face of the earth. He called you to be a life changer. And we have mastered the ability of making excuses. Now, any person who makes an excuse for behavior, for choice making, and they say, I've made up my mind with an attitude because your attitude determines your altitude, how high you will go, is a sign the mind of Christ is absent. That's the blaming business that I spoke this morning on. Everything in your life, everything with God starts with a 
word. Somebody say it starts with a word. So I need the word of God. That's my direction, my chart, my GPS. That's the instruction of life. That's the guarantee I have. Because why? God said, I am awakened over my word, his word to perform it. <laughs> I cannot make up my mind and say, God, will you bless my idea? My th-? No, no, no. God said, if I bless, I work in 30, 60, 100, and 1,000 times, you'll be in bigger trouble than what you are right now. That's why there's a things few years ago I spoke on a few P's, the letter P, P, the word P. And uh, the first one was preparation. If we've never seen preparation, it's now. New beginnings, there's a word, it's a fresh start. God has helped us to uh, detox from everything that was what we think the usual. Because you are the greatest miracle on the face of the earth. Now, without knowing, Paul says we must know and understand. A lot of people have just the knowing but not understanding. But without knowing, what is God's purpose for my life? I will run like a chicken whose head is chopped off. While God said, I've got only, you will tire yourself, you will try to do it in your own strength, your own ability, you, everything. While God said, just be led, let me lead, lead you by the Spirit so that you can manifest as an heir of God, a joint heir of God. That means a son, a lowercase, S-O-N of God. Romans chapter number eight, that's where you get that from. Now, This is a thing now Paul comes and he tells us now and that's why I'm going to give you then the four things and then jump right into the mind of Christ. In Philippians chapter 5 verse 15 and 17. Now there's different translations but this is the best one. Be careful how you live. Oh my word. Be careful how you live. Live wisely. Now, who's speaking here? The one that says, follow me as I follow Christ. I am an imitator of Christ. That's what Paul says. If my life is Christ, then dying is a feast. He's the one that helps us to understand. Live wisely and not foolishly. So there's a possibility that I can go through life as a fool. Wow. (laughs) I didn't say it. The Bible says that. He says, make the most of your time and take every opportunity to do good because evil, listen what Paul says 2,000 years ago, because evil is everywhere. Don't live carelessly without thinking. (laughs) The scripture helped me seven billion times in my life to live a life I refuse to go through life. Every night I sit and think, where did I waste something today? Time, money, relation, whatever. Where did I waste something? That's why effort 
must never be in your program, in your lifestyle, in your makeup, in your DNA, because effort will kill every opportunity that God puts before you and designed for you. Now listen, family, this is the thing. He says, don't live carelessly without thinking. Because your mind is the most powerful, powerful tool you have. And that's where the enemy concentrate on. Now I'm not here to lift up the enemy. He's defeated. He's disarmed. Oh my word. His head is crushed on Calvary. The power of seed. God said. And the seed of the woman will cry. Now everything starts with a word. The beginning. Instead, make sure. Now, this is the instruction. He didn't say, let God make sure. He said, you and I. (laughs) You don't read there the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, or angels. It says, instead, you and I. Make sure you understand what the Lord wants you to do with your life. I beg you tonight, don't waste time. Don't wait. If you add 10 years to your life, you'll be amazed what age are you. <laughs> We've got a couple here. They're phenomenal. Uncle William, Tony Susan. They'll be high in the 80s in 10 years' time. I myself will be 70, what, for? Now, can you imagine how quick 10 years can go by? He said, don't waste time. Because this is the word. Make sure. He gave the instruction to the church and the Christians in Ephesus. They must make sure. You and I must make sure. What is the will of the Lord and what God wants you to do with your life? Now, I'm going to help you tonight because it's very easy. It's a global heavenly assignment. And out of that... Everything flows, your career, your job, certain statements Jesus made. And that's where we messed up. The church missed that through the years. I remember in my teenage days and when I start pastoring and there in Barberton and then in Petritif and in Kempton Park and in Germiston and then Pretoria. Oh Lord, I sound like, and then in Benoni and then... That's 40 years ago. Then I end up here where I am for 40 years. I had to discover what is the will of God. Because three things I said that's important. Your identity, your purpose, and time. If you waste those three things or let the enemy mess with them, you're going to have a very miserable life. And God doesn't want you. He wants to restore the joy of your salvation. He wants the joy of the Lord to be your strength. He doesn't want you to blend in this world and everybody looks like sad sack and the donkey. He wants you to stand up and be the light and smile and, oh my word, the salt of the earth. That's what Jesus said. He said, you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Now, this is so important because the four subtle weapons that the enemy, and I said this morning, he doesn't knock on your door 
with a, a demon outfit and say, hey, I'm the devil here in Valchemut area of Lewenstein, Belleville, whatever, or in Cryfontaine, or in Cape Town, or in Bishop's Court, or in, 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 in US or Italy, or wherever. He doesn't knock and say, I am the devil, I'm here to get you a hard time. No. He works subtle. It's booby traps. And he wants you to step on the booby trap. Now, I said it this morning, and that's where we stop. The first thing that the enemy's subtle weapon is, he installs fear. Oh, my word, years ago when Lanzel was born, that's close, 45 years ago, we had Kodefs in South Africa where babies went to sleep and just die. Fear. I was fearful. In the middle of the night, I would jump up, go to the cot and see if she's alive and pull her nose and shake her. I mean, she was two weeks old because that thing, and until I learned to get rid of that fear. And here she are today. He installs fear with the economy. Oh, Lord Charles Hotel out of business. Mount Nelson doesn't open. Bridgestone tires closed down. Mercedes-Benz in trouble. BMW in trouble. And so many jobs closed down. And so I understand. But it's his strategy to get you in the majority of the world's flow is fear. And Job said, what I feared came my way. Say no more fear. Say I refuse fear because fear is believing the lie of the devil and not the truth of God. Second thing he wants to do is he lies to you. He tells you you're not worthy. You can never make it. All your mistakes of the past. Yes, you've made this wrong. Now you can live with no, 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 no. Jacob made mistakes and God, he had an encounter and God changed him to Israel, the overcomer. Don't let the enemy come with lies to say, they tried that and it didn't work. So why will it work for you? Because you are not they, you unique, designed by God. You're not part of the production molds like <laughs> a C-180 Mercedes-Benz or a Toyota Corolla. You're one of a kind. And because you're one of a kind, that's why your fingerprint differs and there's how many billion people on the face of the earth. You're unique. Don't let the enemy, he's the father of lie. If he tells you that, say, if I've never heard a lie, I've heard one now in the mighty name of Jesus. The third thing that he will try is he wants you to sin. No, now when I say sin, I see, no, he wants you to walk in unforgiveness and bitterness and a hard heart and in your pain and, and bad things. And he know that if he can get you in that, you become self-destructive. There's a disease that attacks your immune system and your body devour itself. That's what the enemy wants to do. Say, no, not me. I have the victory. Say, I am. My mind is the mind of Christ. I've got a clear conscience. Uh, I stand before the Lord in the righteousness of God. I don't carry grudges and unforgiveness and are threatened or whatever the case may be. And then the fourth thing he does he stirs up 
competition and pride. Oh, Jesus. If I wish I can teach some young ministers to watch out for that trap. It's a rat race. They must be better. Drive a better car. Must be better, better. For what? Because there's going to come a day when our work is going to be tested by fire. Those things, God will give it to you if you first seek his kingdom. You first get the word. Because that is one of the things. And then if the trap, you are in the trap, then you're not able to understand and to live out the hope of your calling. Say, I will not allow the devices of the enemy of fear, of, (laughs) what did we say the next thing, of lies, I stand on the word, or of sin, or of pride or competition, be in my life. I will follow God's spirit. Now to understand what something is, you first need to understand what it not is. If you want to understand love, then go and read 1 Corinthians 13 and tell you what love is not. To understand your purpose, your purpose, your title is not your identity. Oh, I'm this great, big apostle, prophet. No, I'm not against that. You can do that. I, I, I don't want to do that, but you can do that. <laughs> Listen, that's not your identity. Because for most people, that is positional and not functional. Everything Jesus did, although he was equal to God, says Paul, he took on a human body of flesh and he came to serve. (laughs) So my title with my bodyguards and with diamonds on my teeth and permed hair and expensive suits, you can do that. That's phenomenal. You do it. But listen, that's not your identity. That's a false identity. I spoke to uh, Dr. Brian Adams via messenger, and he said something, and Tasha made me aware. He said, empty people, empty people, empty inside, will always try to create an identity by being something they have never been before. That's why the fivefold that they say the apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, and pastor are in trouble because we focus on that and lost the heartbeat of heaven, lost the heartbeat of the Father. And that's what needs to happen back. I'm glad the lockdown happened. Not glad for all the deaths and all the. No, no, no. Uh, We see calamity and we hear stories and I can tell you terrible stories that you will cry when I tell you what we see and experience. But listen, we need to turn back preparation because preparation is one of the most greatest things. When I ran for the Olympics in 2004, now we've got the pictures here and the torch and everything you know, I was a grandfather. I had to go every morning, run up the hill here and exercise because it's 500 meters preparation. I didn't come and sit here tonight and just speak out of my thumb. It took me a few hours of preparation to have the mind of God. What does God 
wants me to share, to stir up an army on the face of the earth. God's army. Oh, my word. Now, when Paul says, and he says this phenomenal thing. Now, one of the Old Testament people said, who will understand the mind of God? And then Paul comes and he says, we can understand that. Because he says in 1 Corinthians 2, 16, we can understand these things. That's Paul speaking. Because we have the mind of Christ. I think as God think. I see things from God's perspective. Uh, the world see chaos, but out of God, he see out of chaos comes light. And that's why we said everything starts with the word. You need the word. John 1, John starts his gospel, not with any story like Matthew, Mark, and Luke. He said, in the beginning was the word. It's the word you need. Everything starts on the word and ends with the word of God. Jesus himself said, heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words, heaven and earth, shall my word shall remain forever. Somebody say the word. Say, give me the word. Not a false prophecy, not another prophecy. Give me the word. What is God saying? He's still saying what he said 2,000 years ago. He didn't change. We change. We change the direction. We set the sail of the ship. We violate spiritual laws of the in the beginning. <laughs> and that's why the word over your life, Satan, the seed of the woman is going to come. You'll bite him on the heel, Jesus on Calvary. But you're going to crush his head. Somebody say the devil has brain damage. Say, as long as I have the mind of Christ, the devil cannot touch me, not his work. That's why renewing your mind is every day. It's not a once happening. I wish it was. Somebody said, the things you preach is outside the grace because it's by grace that we live and God will let happen to me what he wants to happen. And I said, what? Deuteronomy 30 and the old covenant says, you choose. Choose between life and death, the curse and the blessing. You choose. Life is made out of the choices. Now the Bible helps us to make the right choices. To be led by the Spirit. To produce the fruit of the Spirit. The whole idea of Jesus where you sit right now and you're watching and our American family that's mourning there and wherever you are in the world. God wants you to impact nations. Not just to live in this small world. I've been there, family. It's miserable. Bless us four no more. <laughs> How you sleep, and when it's Monday, you wish it's Friday, and when it's Friday, you wish it's Monday. I'm like this now, when it's night, I wish it's morning, because I don't like the sleeping part. There's too much to do. My mind is running to see what strategy the message of Jesus can touch nations. Now listen, in Philippians 2.5, he says, in your lives, Paul, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. 
So everything I say is not outside the word. Gustav, are we little God? No, that's not what I say. The Bible says as he is, so are we. <laughs> because people can identify my children by this window shopping nose and say, oh, you Gustav child or by whatever they can. The same with us. We need to be identified in Christ, in Jesus. John the Baptist came and he said something so powerful. I must get less, less of me, more of him. Because remember Jesus' prayer, let thy will be done. Father, if it's your will, let this cup pass me. He knew he's gonna, it's a bitter cup. But then he still said, not my will, your will be done. And that changed the history of the world. Bring us in a better position than the Garden of Eden, than what Adam and Eve ever was. Because now we have God with us, God for us. God around us, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But also God inside of us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, family, that's a phenomenal thing. Because in Ephesians 1, and verse 19 to 21, our life mission, our life mission, the fact that we are on the face of the earth. Listen, the reason that Jesus came and we are his own is written there. The reason our life mission is that Jesus came is written up in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 to 21. Now, I'm not going to, you can read it, but listen. And this is the important thing, because if we can just grasp tonight, I must have the mind of Christ. Now, Gustav, how's it going to help me? And how do I do it? I must think as God thinks. God always see the answer. Many people see the problem to the solution. <laughs> have you ever talked to somebody and then they like pessimists, the frog in the cream can that I spoke on maybe this past week and optimists and pessimists, two frogs end up in the, the cream on a dairy farmer's farm and oh pessimists said oh it's gone with us and it's the end of our world and look 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 he drowned and he sink to the bottom but optimists said what as long as there is breath in me I'm not gonna sink it's not over and the next morning when the <laughs> the farmer opened the cream container. There was a frog sitting on a pile of butter because Optimus start kicking. <laughs> I remember when I was a child how we made butter because we had cows and stuff and how my mother made that. And that's where, um, what's the milk coming from out of that? Uh, buttermilk comes from. Now, there's certain things that you need to know. And that's what Paul tells us. He says, you must make sure that you know the will of God. I want to help you. The will of God is not complicated. It's very easy. God designed you for him so that he can enjoy you. He gave us the method how? By faith. The just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10, 38. Not by emotions alone, not by feelings, not by... No, no, that's why we had the booby traps of the enemy. Those four things. I can... Uh, resist the enemy. He must flee. That's scripture. That's the Bible. 
That was Jesus' way, how he defeated the devil. It is written, walk to Calvary, shed his blood, blood still dropping out of him for us so that we can have the victory. Come on, somebody. Say, I have the victory. Say it one more time. I have the victory. (laughs) Don't say it like yogurt. Say it with authority. Say, I have the victory in Jesus. I'm victorious. I'm an overcomer. My future is much greater than my now. My future doesn't need to be a repeat of my past. Come on. I'm better in my tomorrow than in my right moment now by making the right choice. Now, in life you can become better or better. But if you want to operate, as Paul says, with the mind of Christ, we can understand these things. Knowing and understanding Ephesians chapter 1, he says, because we have the mind of Christ. (laughs) He says, in your lives, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. Now, let me give you a few things. If I have the mind, that's why the Bible says, think the thing above and not beneath. In other words, be heavenly minded. Now, They say you can be so heavenly minded that you're earthly no good. That means that you are so hyper spiritual that you, you know, the person that says, oh, oh yeah, it's God who ordained this cancer on me and God who, no, no, God is not the author of confusion. God is a life giver. Jesus, John chapter 10, the thief only comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. He stole from us and take back. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you can have it in abundance. And I'm going to show you how the life of Christ, remember what we need, the beginning, a word. Now, every time when Jesus was doing something, he gives the, the tools, he gives the methods, he gives the exercise, how you can be victorious, overcomer, prosperous, a blessing, change the world. Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Find out how God is operating. Not what Gustav is operating, not how the church is. If the church is operating outside what God wants to operate, it becomes a bless me club. And they move in circles like Israel for 40 years and go nowhere. No, God's got a promised land. That scripture means do it as the same as God is doing it. And that's why Paul is saying, he said, you in your lives, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. For most people, he was just the carpenter's son. They say, isn't that the carpenter's son? (laughs) But they miss to see he's the, the, the water walker, the blind man healer. Come on, somebody. The leopard cleanser. He's the, the calm in your storm tonight. He's the light on a dark road for you. He's your provider When everything fails you, oh my word, he's your multiplier. He's the savior of the world. (laughs) He's the Lord of all. He did not change. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will remain forever. His kingdom is forever established. Now, what is the benefits? Because if I think, what did we say? What will the enemy attack your mind. Now, the first thing 
that I need to know the powerful principle. I know exactly who I am if I think like Jesus. <laughs> 18 times Jesus tell them, he define himself to people 18 times in the gospel. He will say, I am. <laughs> That's Jesus speaking now, the bread of life. That's him. He, he, he actually tell them the very reason for his existence, for his birth. He fulfills the prophecy of Genesis chapter 3. He says, I am the bread of life, John 6, 35. He says, I am the light of the world, John 8, 12. <laughs> he says, I'm the good shepherd, John chapter 10, verse 11. He says, I am the resurrection and life. <laughs> that will preach, John eleven twenty five. He says, I am the way, he's the only way, the way, the truth, and the life in John 14, 6. Then he says, I am the true vine. <laughs> John 15, 1. Oh, my word. And then he says in Mark chapter 14, he says he is the son of God. 18 times. Now, I didn't give you 18 now, but I just highlight. Jesus knew exactly what was his mission. When I have the mind of Christ, I will know exactly who I am. I am not a slave to fear again. I am not an orphan to beg. <laughs> no, no. I'm not a prodigal son. I am an heir of God, a joint heir with Jesus. I am, according to Romans 8, and you will hear me, I love to quote that creationist waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. Who are they? Those who are led by the Spirit, those whose mind is fixed on Him. I am a lowercase son of God. You are a replica <laughs> because his likeness and his image is in you. That's why you can work. Jesus said, the works I have done, you will do them also in the same book of John. And you will do greater. Say, I am destined for greater. What I'm busy with now is Mickey Mouse. Greater, greater. Listen, even <laughs> you must know. Exactly, you will know who you are. The enemy comes with a lie and say, defeated, no hope. Altner say, no, 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 no. Uh, my future is secure in him because I know who holds tomorrow. It's a song that we sang years ago and, you know, some of you know I, we sang. <laughs> because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all my fear is gone. It's because he lives. When I have the mind of Christ, I know who I am. I know my assignment. I don't need to be in a competition. I don't need to prove myself. I don't need to perform. I don't need to make a statement. It's God through me and through you who changed the world. Now, the second thing, if I know I have the mind of Christ, the benefit of having the mind of Christ. I know God's purpose for my life. This is phenomenal. Jesus said in John 18, 4, 14, he says, I know where I came from and where I'm going. 
Oh, my word. The Bible says in the book of Acts, and Paul lived out or fulfilled God's purpose for his life. Isn't that a phenomenal thing to put on a tombstone? One day they must put that on my tombstone. If I'm going to, if Jesus doesn't come before time. Listen, this man lived out God's purpose. That's what God wants you to do. You are so vital, important in this time frame that we are living. And the enemy wants to stir up a lot of stuff to get you sidetracked. What did we say? Abort your dream. That's God's dream. Paralyze your planning. Come on, somebody, and dilute your hope. He doesn't want you to be persistent and stand on the word and like a Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego. If we die, we die, but we're going to stand with God. Now listen, Jesus at the age of 12, this is amazing. You read about his birth, and then you read stories until the age of 12. Then there's 18 years of silence, but in the, at his birthday of 12, his parents were traveling, discoveries not there, and then they had to go back all the way. And Jesus said to them, I must be about my father's business. He knew what was his purpose because he had the mind of the father. God wants you to know what you were designed. Well, a doctor, an attorney, a police officer, a farmer, a, a truck driver, a motor mechanic, no, that is your part-time job. Because after 40 years at the age of 60 or 65, they, they give you the left foot of fellowship and say, okay, goodbye. <laughs> They've already got... The day when Herman died, that was interesting. He died on a Saturday. That next Monday, they had already somebody in his position and he was quite a senior. And I was thinking, that's amazing how the world, not with God, you created to live out God's design to have a life that is full up this vacuum and it's Jesus. Listen, family. Jesus said in Luke chapter 4, 43, I must proclaim the good news about God's kingdom for I was sent for this purpose. Wow. You must, if you have the mind of Christ, you know your purpose. Good stuff just to be the past. No, no, no. I must impact lives. I must win the last for any cost. You and I have the same mission as Jesus had. Come on, somebody. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. <laughs> My word, the spirit of truth, the spirit of power, that you can complete what he has designed for us. The next thing is, when I have the mind of Christ, I depend on God's power instead of my own power. Oh, my word. Have you discovered your strength and your ability is limited? You say, I try. <laughs> I try to stop smoking. I try to stop eating arrow 
and a milky bar chocolate. I try to stop drinking coffee. And then after three days, that chocolate does this to you out of the shelves of pick and pay or Walmart. You cannot, it's not in your own strength. I've learned, I have to draw in this 150 days how God did it. I looked back this afternoon and I said, God, I told the pastors on Thursday night in the meeting, it's God. I can never say it's Gustav. And where are we heading? It's, it's God. You, you, if you have the mind of Christ, you know it's in him we live, we move, we have our being. When I'm weak, I'm strong. When I'm poor, I'm rich. Let's just give thanks. Because in John 5, 19, now John is a, the book is so rich with Jesus' assignment. And listen what he says. I assure you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father is doing. Do you get that? Do you get that? Somebody said, what uh, program are you all on in the church that decide? No, it's not a program. It's what my father wants to do. It's why Jesus was sinned. It's not a program. Because Jesus said, and if you have the mind of Christ, you know it's God's power. Activated by faith that you can. Peter walked on water. The disciples got five loaves of bread, <laughs> two fishes divided by 12 disciples. In their hands, the multiplication happened that they feed about 25,000 people. The Bible says 5,000 men. So there was women and children as well. <laughs> oh, my word. Peter said, we in trouble. SARS. <laughs> <laughs> SARS is on my track. And Lord, what we got? We don't have money. Jesus said, go and catch a fish. You see, when you have the mind of Christ, when God told me years ago, buy the hotel, buy that property. We didn't, I didn't have a penny in my name. That area where Loftal World Press Center is today with all the activities, I didn't know it was a red zone according to the government. There was Bob wire. When I entered the property to have a look, they were still busy burglaring. I thought they were working there. I looked through the door, saw all the thieves there, and I just closed the door and I said, okay. <laughs> but I had experience like Mary, oh, Elizabeth, when she met Mary, my spirit jumped in me and I saw the squatter camp as a mission field and I know that I know that I know that was what God wants me to do. I saw the petrol bombs and I didn't know the story how the people had to flee for their lives. But I was never threatened. Which doctors? That's what <laughs> I can tell you years ago, the stories about all these junk. There's junk in the trunk. Get the junk out of the trunk tonight so that you can move in greatness. When you have God's, Jesus's, the mind of Christ, you know, I do things in God's power. My natural power will scream against that. But because God said, do it, be a do something person, we cannot be neutral. We cannot be inactive. 
because the enemy wants to stir up things that you will develop a condition. And when you are in a condition, you're not living out your position. Wrong relationships, money issues, wrong business transactions. I can tell you, you worry. Worry because you don't have something to worry about. That's the strategy of the enemy to get you in a condition not to live out your position. Your position is seated in heavenly places. That's why prayer and warfare and what you want to call it is from a place of authority, not from a defeated place. It's your mind that needs to be renewed according to the word. Can I give you another one? There's about 10, but let me give you maybe one or two and then we close. When I have the mind of Christ... I am willing to sacrifice for others. Jesus didn't come for himself. He came to save the lost world. What Adam and Eve, they had the keys of the kingdom and they mess up. They hand it over to this alien, this illegal immigrant, Lucifer the devil, a fallen angel bound by chains of darkness. They gave him light by obeying by taking his word, then God bring another word to, to null and, and avoid that word by saying the seed of the woman. That's why seed is so powerful. Your authority and your dominion is so powerful. Never let the devil. There's only two times that you need to exercise authority, dominion, sowing, giving, loving, praising, worshiping, prayer, win the last. It's when you feel like it and when you don't feel like it. <laughs> that's the only two places that you can do it when you feel like it and when you don't feel like it because otherwise you can miss the greatness you were designed I am willing to sacrifice for others didn't we read last weekend Jesus said if you want to win your life you will lose it but if you're willing to lose your life for the gospel's sake you will win it isn't that powerful then Paul comes he says if we live we don't live for ourselves that's the selfish the most selfish nature right now in the world is all about me what I want my way myself because that's survival people fight for survival years ago somebody pushed me in a dam and I nearly drowned and I can remember the panic and how I tried for survival until somebody grabbed me. Now listen, this is the story. Now I can swim. I love the ocean. I can swim. But that was before I could swim. Now this is the thing. God put you on the face of the earth never to live for yourself. Because that's a destructive Satan. He's a self-centered selfish that's why the bible calls him a thief that kills steal destroy and take people in captive i need the knowledge of the word what i'm sharing jesus said in john chapter 10 14 and 15 i am the good shepherd and i lay down my life for the sheep wow isn't that powerful that doesn't mean now you need to let somebody put you on a cross. No, no, it means live an unselfish life. Because if you can master that, 
you will see you will never outgive God. You will not have enough room to contain what God's going to pour out on your life. He will put you on display for the world to see he's not El Chipo, but El Shaddai, the many-breasted one. And let me give you a last one. When I have the mind of Christ, automatically, say automatically, I want to do God's will and not my will. <laughs> Years ago, I started services in the Arno long before Gerald Kennedy and Pastor Chris Ferreira took it over by me. On a Saturday, I will go in Cryfontaine at the old Bloch Center and hand out, invite people for a Sunday three o'clock miracle service. I will draw 800 people by the grace of God. Why? Because I know it was God's will to save the world. You will not use an excuse. An excuse is the poorest, the thing that will make you so poor, it will rob you from every good thing, is an excuse. And that's why every time when Jesus wants to change somebody and challenge them, for his purpose, for what they were designed, for what they were created, then they had excuses. Remember when he gave the parable and he said, uh, come and follow me. And the one said, I bought oxen. First need to tend to that. Other one, Jesus said, follow me. Oh, I married a wife. <laughs> First need to go on honeymoon. <laughs> The other one, he said, follow me. He said, Lord, I first need to bury my father. Now, in context, his dad was not dead yet. <laughs> they had excuses. And Jesus said, how poorly, what a shame, will people enter into the kingdom by all those excuses? Remember the wealthy young man that said, what must I do, good master, to inherit the kingdom? Jesus said, just keep all the... The, the, the laws and everything. And he said, Lord, I did that from my youth. That's why I was so wealthy, to love God and everything. But then the asset test come. Go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor and follow me. And the Bible said he became sad. Why? Because he didn't possess it. It possessed him. What possess you tonight? What is taking hold of your life that keeps you back? To do everything what you were designed for. What is that thing that hinders you for your breakthrough? And this is the thing. It starts with seek the kingdom. The, the principle, the law of the word is seek first. Do it God's way. I'm going to do it as God instruct his word to do it. Don't tell me like that other lady said, I know the Bible says, but God told me different. That's Casper. That's not the Holy Ghost. That's some other strange ghost. Uh, Oma Savanya from Peter Durkais. That's what it is. Come on, people. Because Jesus said, I came to do what God wants me to do, not what I want to do. John chapter 6, verse 38. I came to do what God wants me to do and not what I want to do. He said in John 14, 31, I want the world to know that I love the Father and that is why I do everything exactly as the Father tells me to do. Exactly is in that translation. 
Mark chapter 14, 36. Abba Father, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. Wow. I'm closing. Philippians 2, 8 and 9. This scripture helped me along the journey of my life. I'm sharing things out of experience by the grace of God. It's grace, it's mercy, it's the goodness of God. Not because I'm good, it's because he's so good. Jesus humbled himself. What did he do? Humbled. I've got a lot of people that say, give me a one-liner. How did you travel along where you came today in life, in ministry? I said two things. Stay humble and remain teachable. Don't be say, I know it, I don't know. I'm still a learner. I was flying from Amsterdam to uh, Dubai because the planes were delayed and I ne- uh, missed my connection flight to Amsterdam, uh, from Amsterdam to Cape Town. And there was a man sitting and they up bumped me to first class and, and uh, because of the mistake on their side. And then he was, he had so much communion. He said, why you do for a living? And I thought, I'm not going to get in the preaching and pastor. I said, I'm a learner. I said, hey, you're right. You're still learning. <laughs> and off he went. I said, yeah, la, 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 la. Sleep, sleep, sleep. <laughs> I don't want a conversation right now. I'm a learner. I must learn. As long as you learn, you will grow and you will live. When you stop learning, you stop living and you start dying. Listen, Jesus humbled himself and was fully obedient to God, even when that caused his death on the cross. So God exalted him and raised him to the highest place and made his name greater than ever, every other name. Philippians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Now, Gustav, how can I learn to think like Jesus? Study the word. Get the mind of Christ. I think as God thinks. I see the end result. I see the world is not going down. They're going over. (laughs) We're not having a breakdown. We're having a breakthrough. Because this is why you were designed by God for God. Revelation, thou art worthy, O God, for thou hast created all things. All things has been created for thy pleasure. You were created that God can enjoy you. Brother and sister, prune juice, lemon juice, sour figs, skirvahakskiener, negative, everything. God cannot enjoy you. No, no, no. God wants to be honored when you believe him in the midst of circumstances and that you stop running away from what you were designed for. Now, this is really the the close up. I I thought I'm just going to do 30 minutes tonight and then you've got all these things just flowing out. But listen, this is the scripture in John. Oh, my word, in John chapter, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> number 17, Jesus said, Father, what you instruct me, I also instruct them to do. Then he comes in John chapter 20, verse 21. Now, remember, he was crucified, buried, he's resurrected. He's now ready. That's the second last book of John or chapter of John. And he was, he said, peace be unto you. 
just amplified. Just, the word just is very powerful there. Just as my Father has sent me, Jesus, I sent you. That's your purpose. What was the purpose of Jesus? To get the world saved, heal the sick, cast out devils, come on, raise the dead, speak things into existence, prepare a mighty, mighty men and women to change the world, to demonstrate Satan's defeat. Reason God did not choose angels is because through a fallen angel, God's creation was tampered with, Adam and Eve healed, and God used the same thing, human beings, to demonstrate Satan now that he has no authority, power, and dominion. That's why Jesus could say, the works I have done, you will do them also, and you will do greater works. Out of that, there's a method. Out of that, the, that's the principle, that's the foundational, that's the, the spiritual law of God in the beginning starts always with a word. And the word Jesus released before his ascension, just as my Father has sent me, I send you. That was the most unselfish, the most servanthood, the most giving, the most generous that anybody could do to walk to Calvary, become the laughing stock. People one moment crown him, the next moment crucify him. And Jesus had to go through all of that to fulfill the will of the Father just for you, to demonstrate Satan's defeat. Hallelujah, I'm Calvary. That's why Paul comes and he says, you were crucified with him, you were buried with him, you died with him, you were resurrected with him, and now you are seated in heavenly places. Oh, my word. Let me give you the scripture. He comes in Ephesians. <clears throat> and we need to pray. We need to pray. He says, <coughs> this, listen, this, this, this is so phenomenal. In chapter 2, let's go to chapter 2. For we are God's own handiwork, verse 10. His workmanship. You are phenomenal. You are a brand name made in heaven. <laughs> Recreated in Christ Jesus through the born again experience. Born anew. Why? That we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. You are destined this week to move in greatness, come out of narrow places, take the lid off your life. Now some could have already tuned out but let me help you. Don't let the enemy rob you. He is a mouse. He's not a roaring lion. He walks around like one. Reinhard Bonke said he's a mouse with a microphone. He just makes noises. You have the authority. Jesus said, I gave it to you. Exercise your authority tonight. You have a word. 
What is the word? The word is in the beginning. Everything exists with the word. Jesus said, man shall not live from bread alone. Oma bakbrood, brainbrood, witbrood, brown bread, dunes bread, what Olympic bread? No, 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 no. They will live from every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Are you ready tonight to say, I'm going to have the mind of Christ. I think like God. I'm going to train my mind. I'm going to study the word. Everything God said is yea and amen. In him, I live, I move, and I have my being. And then I will fulfill the six things that I were designed for, to be part of the family, for God's pleasure, to have ministry, when the last, to be disciple, make disciples, and to pray, to grow in Christ. That's what I designed for, to live at the completion of God. Tonight, pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that I have a word tonight, the word, not to be passive, not to be <laughs> not active, not to be just local mocal, <laughs> but to stand out in this world to make a difference. Because by the mind of Christ, your word says, Lord, I have the mind. I think the things above. I think on God's manifesting power. I think on the Holy Spirit is the power of God. I think what God can do through me. I think on the finished work of Calvary. I are my thoughts with the same thought, he who suffered after the flesh. That's why I'm not defeated. I'm not depressed. I'm not hopeless. I, I'm not at a dead end. I look up. Hallelujah. I see the breakthrough is coming in the mighty. And I'm right now here. I enter into, I get out of the boat tonight. And I start water walking because he's on my side. Hallelujah. I will not settle for this. Tell somebody quickly and start your evangelistic ministry. Say, can I lead you to Jesus? Phone somebody, tell somebody. Say, pray this prayer, Lord Jesus. I confess tonight I'm a sinner and the only prayer you hear of a sinner is the prayer of salvation. Lord, I believe with my heart, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Forgive me my sin, wash me in the blood, put my name in the book of life. Lord, I'm going to serve you from this night on. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the miracle power. By his stripes I have been made whole. Past tense, by his stripes I am whole. I thank you for godly provision. Because I am a giver. It's through my giving that Philippians 4.19 is a reality. Not before. Uh, because I take care of God's people. And God's business. God will take care of my people. And my business. In the mighty name of Jesus. The living Christ. We love you. We love you, what an honor. Gustav de Toy from Loftal International from the Western Cape. This is an hour you've spent the most valuable. It's better than Titanic. It's better than Audrey Hepburn's stories. It's better than Oshaksit Schuster because that gives you a good laugh and it goes by. But the word, apply the word 
and you will see the results. Until tomorrow morning, when we share the keys of faith five to ten minutes, and then tomorrow night, Pastor Emma with the prayer on the Zoom group, in the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. You are a champion, a winner, and an overcomer. And pray for everybody that lost a loved one during this time. You are God's champion.